0: That question is so loaded, John. I don't even know where to start well, with that. Well, well, well I, I guess, I guess, I guess the problem is—is—and by the way, John, kind of, I love that question.
1: <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Interesting. This is an interesting. Topic. What's the solution here? Show up, understand your part, and just crush it. per click, social
0: media—we can talk about all this stuff. But what really matters is patient experience—that wow factor. Please, are you listening to yourself? Come on. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. So
1: sit back, take notes, and listen. Oh,
0: oh, I love this. This is going to be fun.
1: Startup Uncensored. The questions you have with the truths you need to hear. And now your hosts, Michael Dincio and John Bertagny.
0: Okay, guys, thanks for subscribing and jumping on today. We've got a power-packed crew today. Uh, Joseph Rossi and Associates, our friends in Chicago, definitely best in class uh, in that market and just doing a lot of really cool things for doctors. Thanks for being on, guys. Pleasure.
2: pleasure. Thank you.
0: John, you have history with these guys. Why why don't you fill in the crowd of, of, of why we chose these Yahoo's? (laughs)
1: <laughs> the Yahoo is the uh, operative word there for sure. But most importantly, um, and it's not because they're Italian, uh, um, you know, I saw from afar at, at that point in my life, I was an equipment guy in, in Chicago and and, and and we crossed paths, you know, Joe and I, and he really escalated the, the market in terms of representation of dentists in an urban setting. That I've never seen before, and you know, everyone knows that I've been around this this country, and I've I've worked a lot of different markets. But uh, what they do for their clients, how they sit hip to hip, and how they really understand their market—not only by empirical demographic numbers, but how they they really hit the market and understand um, how it's going to impact the lives in the community um, by putting these dentists and placing them in the right uh, spaces. So. Uh, I just have deep, deep respect because they take tons of pride in what they do every single day.
0: I, I've I've been following them ever since they since you guys got on board, and just the messaging on LinkedIn and all of your outlets. Like I've been I've been blown away by your your clients and and how they respond to you. Why, why don't you guys give us kind of the history of Rossi real quick at a. Uh, a high level and and what you guys
1: are all about and what what you're doing for doctors today, yeah, because you guys evolved too so I, I it's a it's a great story Pete, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh the the evolution of the firm you know I know Joe's so humble he doesn't want to talk about this stuff yeah but, uh, absolutely
2: he
1: talks about yeah. so yeah. um so
2: yeah Joseph rossing associates commercial real estate and practice brokerage firm formed in uh two thousand eleven. We uh, represent dentists in their, uh, their real estate dealings, whether they're starting up, expanding, relocating, renewing a lease, or even securing a new lease through practice acquisition. Um, and then we're also here to advise doctors through transition, whether they're selling or buying a practice, um, yeah. you know, whether Super that's through graduation, whether that's through real estate, um, you know, that's our discipline here.
1: Nice and and your your the firm has obviously expanded um you know tell us about the 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 team and you know the the areas of expertise
2: yeah so um we got six now uh, including Joe and I and um Joe and I focus more on you know the real estate aspect of these transactions and then we have uh Jerry West and George Boznolis that focus on the acquisition side of things. Yeah. Um, and then Doug in our office is more on uh, just outside of dental healthcare, right? Yeah. Uh, real estate. And so, um, you know, we have a good squad here with a lot of years of real estate under under our belt. Um, you know, I'm how going on deals, How many
0: deals do you guys think you've done over the years?
3: We've done close to 300 dental specific transactions. And wow. That's a combination of acquisition, startup. That's the a strong of, number in nine years. Yeah, the majority of what we do is this, the startup dental practice is by far our most frequent transaction. And then our clients have kind of grown over the years, and their 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 needs kind of evolve as their as their practices evolve. I'm I'm seeing
0: the McDonald ticker, how millions of hamburgers ser- served. How many? How many hun- How many hundreds of thousands of dollars do you think you have saved these docs in three hundred deals? You know, I was thinking about that. We would, I would like to, we would
2: like to track that because I mean, in 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 one transaction, I mean, it could be well north of six figures. You know, of a hundred thousand or more. You know, right. it's it's really relative to, you know, the tenant improvement allowance. Obviously there's economic value to rent abatement because you're not paying rent, right? So we save you there. You know, when do your escalations start? There's a there's a small economic value there, but yeah, it's a lot of data to dissect. But yeah, it's 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 Man, well you I,
1: guys you guys
3: need to go up on that pedestal, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. Typically in a single startup transaction, our our tenant incentive, you know, on a two thousand square foot space equals anywhere from a hundred to two hundred and fifty grand, depending upon like those components. uh, There you go. So it's it's a it's a huge um, huge number. It's a huge part of the transaction. Well, we're
0: really excited to have you on today. We got some good questions, some some hot seat questions,
1: some softballs. Um, you know, uh, softball, Chicago style, Yeah.
3: Right, right. <laughs> right, yeah. But, but if anybody wanted to reach us or talk about uh, real estate or practice acquisitions, uh, we're here free of charge anytime at 312-953-3553. And that's uh, my cell phone. I love doing this. So, uh, don't feel like you're bothering me. Love to talk to you.
0: Bold move, bold move in the cell phone across the country. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it.
1: <laughs> I mean, and, and what's cool about it is, you know, it's a family affair. You guys are brother-in-laws. Your mom brings in cannolis. I mean, yeah, who know yeah. what the heck goes on there, but yeah. I mean, it, it's that I think also brings that breeds that, you know, that family piece, because that's what you guys do with all your clients too, which is sweet. Absolutely. I mean, we have uh, a
2: lot of interest walking through these doors every day. As uh, you know, family owned and operated, we want to bring that to our clients, and uh, you know, we want to make sure that they're successful, and and their success is our success.
3: Yeah. Well,
2: you're doing really. It's
3: it's, uh, it's an intimate experience. I mean, we drive around, we look at a lot of opportunities that fall fall apart the startup isn't for the faint of heart. It's a dynamic process and you really need somebody to kind of uh, guide you through it, not get, too, not get too excited, not get too sad about the process. Cause right. you know, if you're negative, the doctor will get negative and it will almost seem kind of too daunting. So we try to keep our clients at an even keel, explore a lot of different opportunities we like to get to a point with them in the process where they're like, this is what we want to do um, go out and get us this particular opportunity And that only happens after a lot of uh, trial error and even heartache. I mean it's it's a process to get up and running. And, you know
0: um, I, I, guide I, you through that. I I, I want to add to that you guys because really good real estate firms, people, they 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 almost are consultants in themselves, obviously. I mean, we're all kind of consultants in our own way within our field. How do you guys temper this really stressful but exciting situation? Because in a negotiation, we all know if your heart goes in into a deal, you're you lost already. It's not a business decision. It it it's, Well,
1: hang on a second. It, 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 and, and let's let's put the scenario right that there's a great spot on, you know, Michigan Avenue or on Lincoln or something like that. Right. And right in Lincoln Park. And it doesn't even make sense. But the doctor is like, I want to go there. But so let's let's put it in a scenario base. And you're just like, listen, you should really look at this other opportunity because that's the real play. Like, how do
3: you temper that? That's the real piece of it. What 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 we find as a bigger challenge is uh, a doctor will give us uh, uh, somewhere where they want to be, and we'll say you should go in A, B, or C building, and we know it's a good opportunity because for the past for me for the past 14 years, all I've done is look for dental spaces, so we kind of know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, they, they may have a, a, a preconceived conception of what's a good space and I'll see a problem in it, but they won't see it until we, you know, go through that process and even look, we tell our doctors, look at, it's okay to look at opportunities that don't work and aren't a fit. It's almost by process of elimination where you, by showing what you don't like leads you to what, to what does work. You know, and there's that just a lot certain, of there just certain attributes that a startup is going to need. So if we have a doctor tell us, "I love this spot, but there's no parking," it's really not a good spot. I mean, there's maybe a few markets in the entire Chicagoland area that you could get away with parking, but they're very limited. But if we're if they're we're in a location we know there should be parking there, they love the spot, there's no parking you got to tell them you know look at some other options okay now, now we're
0: really getting it into in my mind now we're really getting into it right here because how do you guys use like the demographic companies well, we got a guy named David James he he owns real score he does he does demographics for a living you guys probably do your own demographics i i love that you're very sensitive and you have the conversations with the doctors about if they're ready to go to war, or if they would rather just have a layup, I I love this.
1: Even even down to it, what's your marketing budget, and what's what you know, how much you have in the tank in the reserve, right? That's a question, right? That, that, that's exactly. How do you guys thing. use that? How do you guys
0: use the data? This is the question. How do you use the data that you get, or David James provides you?
3: And then how do you
0: like relate, relate that to the doctor and then relay that to the streets? Because you right. guys see stuff on the streets that maybe David James isn't seeing or, or demographic companies aren't seeing yeah. in the data.
3: Right. And that, that, that's a great point. The demographics are a great tool to look what's on paper. But there's, there's so many other uh, variables that go into it. The the, the demographic that we probably use uh, the most is the dentist to density ratio. And we use it from the address of the location you're looking at. And we divide the amount of people by the number of dentists to give you, you know, one in in, in some of the competitive suburban markets, it could be as low as one to three hundred. And then some of the highest yeah. demographic uh, to density ratios we've seen are one to to 12,000. Um, the other big component of that dentist to density ratio is how far of a radius are you going to draw people from? For example, if you're in a Walmart anchored center, you're at least feeding from a six, seven mile radius. So... You, that draw alone is a huge, huge advantage. If you're in one of these neighborhoods with not very busy uh, cross streets, you might even be able to only draw from half a mile radius. So right. it's all relative. The, 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 dem- the demographic reports are only so good of a tool. I've seen spaces that look great as a demographic report, but when you do the field work, um, it's not that great. In, in, well, I- it's really you, you,
2: you, yeah, sorry, Pete. Go on, man. It really, I can put good real estate product up against a, a a ratio any day of the week, right? Because at the end of the day, you got to take those studies with a grain of salt. Because if he's let's for instance, let's say you have 12 dentists within a one-mile radius. Well, now we can get real crazy. And like, how many of those dentists are doing superior marketing, right? How many right. of those dentists? are in network with the same insurances that you want to be in network with. And it's kind of difficult to get all that information, right? So you kind of take those demos with a grain of salt. But like I said, good real estate product, signage, exposure, national co-tenancy, parking, that's what you want to achieve, especially in a market like this where it's dense and we rely on other National co tenants really drive traffic to a location, especially as a
1: startup, because it will catapult the success. I love Pete. I love you with that. That was a great, I mean, Joe, I love you too. But I mean, that was a textbook, you know, that, was, that was like
3: cherry on top.
1: Yeah, yeah that we'll was actually textbook. tell
3: a doctor we would rather see you go in a very good site in a competitive market than to be in an inferior site right. in a weaker market. The That's idea great, of a doctor going into an office building has been dead for years. We've got <laughs> over 200 just straight startups, and we've only had one person go in a non-retail setting.
2: Nice. Back off that, the specialists are still in those types of settings, Yeah, specialist right? referrals. The real heavy referral based. your oral surgeon, your endodontist, your periodontist, you know, they're still in. Second, third floor office space, zero signage because they're heavily referral. But as a general dentist, whether you're on practice number one
1: or practice number 10, it's
2: important to have that presence in the market.
1: So I've got a question because you guys do a lot of you you do a lot of work, right? You do a lot of work in that in that market. You know, what is and I know you actually keep in contact definitely with your your clients, which is one thing that's uh, a tribute to you guys. That they still want to actually talk to you. I barely want to, but they still want to for some reason. But what's the temperature? What's the temperature and the you know of of and the success rate of the people that you're putting in there? You know, I mean, you kind of said you're really helping guide them because a lot of them need your guidance. Uh, But you know, where where are you seeing more success? Um, Are you seeing people that maybe didn't listen to you, and and can you give these you know these listeners some? some, some ideas of pitfalls that some of your clients have taken that maybe haven't escalated in a certain way that it should have been, if they would have listened, it would have done a little bit quicker and um, had a little bit more success right out of the gate.
2: Yeah. I hate to say we're perfect and this has never happened, but you know, we haven't yet have a doctor calls to say, why, why did we do this? Pete and Joe, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, you know, we've, we're more than just a commercial real estate broker here. Obviously, we're, we're specialized in dental, and so what we do beyond identifying a location is is facilitating the project, right? Creating this team that they need to set them
1: up for success. I mean, in my so opinion, by that team? Um- I mean, this sure. is a, this is. By, by the way, this is maybe the only softball you're getting on this because they're going to come a little bit hotter. I was
3: but just yeah. about
0: to say you are running them real soft right now. We're just <laughs> by the way, lob, oh. lobbing them up, lobbing them up. <laughs> let's go, let's go. <laughs> no, but I mean, the, the team. What are you talking about? Like your
2: team internal, or are you talking so about our team internal? And then industry specific vendors, right? Resources from lending institution, equipment houses, marketing firms, uh, consultants, banking consultants, um, you know, the whole team that you need from a a conversation that we initially have from a doctor to seeing their first patient and beyond that, we have all of those resources at our fingertips, right? So in my opinion, you really got to try hard to fail, especially when we're choosing a good real estate product that, you know, we feel is Proven time and time again from our past transactional history to be successful,
1: right? And we just so so that's I mean, I think you just hit it because there's a reason why we started with you know vision, right? And now we're going into then we go into demographics, and then what's right beyond demographics? It's real estate in our whole entire series that we're running here. It's because people come to you guys to help build. And insulate themselves from problems, right? And and right. and that's why we feel it's super important to work with an industry specific, meaning dental specific, healthcare related real estate company. So they understand, you know, that it's not about ten, you know, hundred thousand cars driving by your place. It might be about parking because if you can't park with those hundred thousand cars, there's no reason. Who gives a shit?
0: But it, it's it's the fact that. If it's your reputation, right? And you go into these microsystems: Seattle, Denver, Chicago, Texas, all of the markets, right? The made any market, in a market, you've got the players in those marketplaces, and you gotta find the A players in those marketplaces because if you don't, you could you could fall into a C player and they could kind of take you down a path that's a little uncharted, right? And so if you and and that's why I say that the ecosystem in a lot of ways protects our doctors or the, our clients, because if someone refers your doctor to someone that you don't trust or you have a bad story about the team rallies and says, whoa, that dude did something wrong for one of my clients not too long ago. and And I hear a lot about actually, I love this topic. Let's keep going with it, because. The good old boys club is a thing in every market. But the reason there's kind of a good old boys club is because we're really protective of our clients. Right. Isn't that the truth? Well, and it's, it's predictable and it
1: works. I mean, there's, there's, well, there's guys, so, you, you don't go to a surgeon that sometimes does well and sometimes doesn't, right? Hey yeah. Guys,
3: just think about if, if we're not in touch or in tune with a contractor during the real estate negotiation, if we're not in sync with each other, the doctor could lose out just with that one vendor, hundreds, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. If they're not, if you, a good vendor's in communication with each other will save you and create tons of value. Right.
0: right. That's right.
3: That's That's those, right.
2: Vetted, those vetted vendors at the end of the day. Here, I got two uncles that do construction. I'd love to give them business, right? But I never will, and it, it won't happen because you want to know why? I have contractors that have been building dental offices for two, three decades, and that's what I need to give to my client. You that's know? right.
1: So, it, it, you're going to you're gonna hear us refer to the uh, my buddy piece, you know, my buddy that's a dentist, my buddy that does IT, right. you know. Stay the fuck away from my buddy. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
0: The guy that did one project, and he's like the, mo- the most – amazing like resource for you. Why, because okay. he did one startup? Got it, okay, got it's it. It's a <laughs> of, uh, of us too, at the end of the day. I mean, that's what,
2: it sets us apart, right? From your average real estate broker that we can facilitate this project for you and put you in touch with the best of the best in the industry.
3: Well, so you'll right. hear like my buddy said, this is this rent is expensive, or uh, right. my buddy said this TI isn't good. We have <laughs> historical data on over three hundred dental offices. We know how much square footage they take. We know what their rental rate is. We know what the escalation was. We know how much TI the landlord gave them. We know how much free rent they free rent they got. You know those are the facts. And there's no, I mean, that's the data we have. And nobody else has that proprietary data. And we can show that to you and our clients. These are facts of what it costs to do a dental startup. And we know that. And some clients may want to dispute that, but that's their problem.
2: That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, commercial real estate is nothing to mess around with. I mean, simple language in a lease could equate to tens of thousands of dollars that uh, that could end up coming out of your pocket from down to the, the, the HVAC system being the wrong size and then you eventually have to replace that system and that's yeah. $20,000. We look at these things from the capability of signage to the integrity of the space becoming a dental office from the HVAC system to to the electrical panel that's going to you know power your pan and your CERAC and all the other really. fun stuff that you want
1: and we've done this yeah you brought it up man and and pete i mean we built out a practice you know here in uh and it was a beautiful barrel barrel building out here in denver guess what it needed hvac it was like 55 grand that was not accounted for because the octopus and you needed to get the the airflow
0: it was insane
1: exactly
0: Um, on the hvac point though when do you guys bring in the contractor to walk that space to identify some of that crap that needs to be pulled out so that you don't get burned with the HVAC? Maybe you guys can get ahead of that and work with the landlord and get some of that offset. It's, it's,
2: a, it's immediately, right? Because we we don't want to go. Because I have to know. Talk about a softball,
1: Mike. Well, I mean, come on. You, <laughs> made, the you made the okay. mistake. mistake. <laughs>
0: You I just know made what you, it. you made the mistake
2: <laughs> because that's going to play a huge part in my negotiation process. Right yeah. at the end of the day, it's about extracting as much as we can from the landlord, taking every last penny, lint, whatever we can out of their pocket and putting it in
0: our client's pocket. That actually brings up that actually brings up a good question. Before we get into the money question, John, and I really want to get to that money question. I as a consultant and and someone that's been in the in the biz for a little bit and and has seen these pro these projects go through the, you know the projections right it it two things it always shocked me that some folks are still calling the outside of the building's phone number and actually trying to work that deal by themselves <laughs> because they think you guys are gonna are gonna cost them too much money or the fee, and they're too worried. Great segue yeah. for how you
2: guys. Yeah, this
1: is actually this is this is the actual question.
2: As tenant representation or buyer representation services, there's no cost for us to the dentist. We're compensated directly from the landlord or the seller of that building. It's like the same difference of when you're selling your house and you're responsible for the proceeds. So for yeah. a doctor to think that, hey, I don't want to call a broker because it's going to cost me something or I think I'll get a better deal if I don't, they're just sadly
1: mistaken, right? Hundred, uh, they're they're those, talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right, out
3: of their it, it actually works in the reverse. If you call the guy on that sign, that guy is either hired by the landlord or even worse, the landlord the himself. Landlord. <laughs> yeah. in- uh, that, hey, hey does, does the fee go up? Or,
0: de- or do the, does the base rent go up or down right. when, or
3: <laughs> when someone know, calls you, that side? The, the landlord's not paying us a fee because you're paying for it 10, <laughs> ten times over. And that's, that's the fact of the matter. Some of these landlords have done hundreds of real estate transactions and you're calling on this sign blind. I mean, it's such an unfair matchup and some people don't even know it or don't even think about it. But right. to go back to construction, in order for us to properly negotiate and quantify a space for somebody, we need to have a professional dental contractor go in there and tell us exactly how much it costs to get the space from current condition to dental condition. And there is, a certain, there is a certain standard that a landlord is supposed to turn over the space to you from. And that's where a lot of these landlords will make up the difference on tenants. You know, hey, I'll give you a good deal, but I'm going to give you, I'm not going to do any of this work that needs to be performed. Some of the base building work alone could be $200,000. So Mm -hmm. uh, a doctor who's not represented may think they're getting a good deal because they have this preconception of what a good rental level is, but the landlord's not doing any of the work. So we put that whole piece of the puzzle together. And sometimes, you know, a will ask us, what is, uh, is this a good deal on this particular space? And we really can't answer their question until all the due diligence is done uh, with the construction, with the other economic points of the letter of intent. And then we can give a full assessment. We should be able to give you an exact dollar amount on each location and how much it's going to cost you down to the penny. This is an exact science, it's not guesswork. That's when people get in trouble where they have guesswork and they think certain things are gonna go a certain way and they don't. You have to have all that stuff done. The day you sign the lease, you've already knocked out every variable. Once that lease is signed, you're now on the landlord's time. Until that lease is signed, everything is free. So you have to do as much due diligence as possible. That lease signing is really the first time Doctors are putting their commitment down. Everything up until the lease signing, they're really not out of pocket, but you're making a 10-year commitment out of the lease. So before yeah. that lease signing, yeah. it all needs to be done. Uh,
0: let's talk about this for a second on, on the pay of how you guys get paid. Here's your hot seat. Here's your hot seat question. Hot seat. Okay. If you're getting paid by the seller, yeah. how do you draw the line? And continue to represent the buyer in a in an aggressive way that ultimately could kill the deal or not, and sacrifice a commission. The fact that you're getting paid by the seller, I the landlord, yep. I'm sorry, the landlord. Yes, I've had clients literally say to me, which obviously I didn't believe, but they said, "How do I know this is a deal for me?" Obviously, there wasn't trust with this real estate person. But how do I know that this is a good deal for me when he is getting is getting paid by the
3: landlord? Right. Well, it's the same reason why a doctor doesn't put in a bad filling in somebody's mouth with 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 uh, maybe materials that aren't the best for the patient. I have pride and ownership in what I do. And that seller wouldn't even respect me if I just made it easy and gave him everything I want. He would never hire me to be his broker. It's about pride in what you're doing. And, you know, our commission is basically the same, whether your rent is $20 or $25. We've built our business by having doctors refer us to their friends. If I, if I, if I don't do a good job for this, particular client and yeah. they'd say something bad about me, there's nothing there's nothing more valuable than that. This is why we've done hundreds of dental practices because we've done a good job for it. Our clients are gonna sense it. Um, so it, it's in our interest to fight for their interest. And that's how our business you gotta understand is, there's not
2: necessarily there's not communication between us and the property right now we're communicating with the landlord or seller's representative right and going mm-hmm. back and forth with them and as much as we have a fiduciary responsibility to represent our doctors that landlord or seller's broker has the same responsibility to that building owner right right yeah. so you know we're, we're the contrary to that where we come in and represent their interest and you can it's it's obvious when 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 we're in the negotiation process that we are representing their interests. You know, and like Joe said earlier, it doesn't really matter what their rent is. That those the, the commissions for for tenant representation by those fees are already worked out between the landlord or seller and their broker. The only difference is that we come in, represent the doctor's interests, and instead of the landlord or seller's broker getting paid a full fee for only representing the landlord or seller, we come in and they split
1: that fee with us. It's called a cooperating commission. Exactly. By the way, this is exactly what this is. The empowerment that I want our listeners to have. Right. Well, you guys, Understand this.
3: This is beautiful. Yeah. If our clients aren't happy, we're not going to get a transaction done. If they know I'm not fighting for their interest, no deal is going to happen and we're going to be out of business. So it's in our interest <laughs> to do a good job for our clients. And again, that's how the the business was built.
1: It's their biggest by the way, it's their biggest expense is that lease. It's I mean, people think it's equipment or it's the construction cost. No, man, it's it's absolutely that lease or that building. And one of the cool things is, too, it's you, you know, you guys also don't only do leasehold um you know, you actually find buildings and you actually put people in those spaces. What you know, what's that look like in in your in the Chicago market, you know, in the urban setting and then obviously the suburban setting, you know, how do you differentiate that when you put those guys in? Hey, I think you should actually do a standalone building right here on this corner. And
0: and let me add to that, and why would you buy a building right out of the gate? It's a lot the, the loan amount. And the risk feels like a lot more, but why don't you go through some of those advantage points as well for owning your own real estate right out of the gate? By the way, Mike, you didn't even know I was going to ask this question, and I'm rolling with it. I'm rolling uh, with it. It's all about availability,
2: right? And it's like you know, whether I'm leasing or buying, is that particular location going to serve my practice? based on the variables that we discussed right so it's not about the economics at that
0: point because we'll get through that right like did you did you have these questions did john leak these
1: questions to you guys hey remember i remember i don't i didn't want this to be the tonight show jay leno edition where everyone knows all the questions textbook
2: textbook. Well, here and 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 just to 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 speak further on that i mean here as a startup dennis you're at least there's so much more product in the leasing market than there is purchasing right better product right you're not going to get on an outlot to you know costco or sam's club or or next to starbucks or chipotle or some of these really strong national tenants by purchasing those buildings unless you got a couple million dollars laying around and you want to do that great but i can capture that piece of real estate through leasing. And the other thing with leasing versus buying is buying is just much more cash intensive, right? Where down payment, there's no incentives. Next month, your your, your mortgage is due, your note is due. Whereas in leasing, we're extracting incentives from the landlord and alleviating that initial investment for the startup, right? And in yeah, so way- what,
1: what, you're, what you're getting at is rent abatement, meaning delayed payments of your and then right. also tenant improvement dollars, correct, Pete? Just to let, let our listeners know that might not know this piece.
2: Absolutely. Not, what doctors don't realize is that there's incentives that they deserve on a 10 year lease, right? Especially as a medical tenant. They're very sought after by landlords, sometimes just as sought after as a national tenant, right? And so in return for that long term commitment lease, that 10 year lease, we negotiate, like what you said there, John, rent abatement, which means free rent, right? Typically somewhere between six to eight months, sometimes even a year, right? Yeah. And then yeah. also tenant improvement allowance. You're gonna make X amount of capital investment into leasehold improvements. We want the landlord to invest with you, right? And it just it's all unique on how much we can extrapolate from the landlord, because every landlord is different from here to across the street and down the street, whether they own one building or whether they own 2,000 buildings across the country. It's our job to find that out and see how deep their pockets are and how much we could actually get from them. But th- those are just two uh, incentives that have economic value to them. You know, we, we, we try to freeze your initial rent for the first two, three, four, five years, you know, depending on what we can accomplish. It also has an economic value to it as well. There's, there's al- tons of variables.
0: I've always said the longer the lease, and this is totally self-serving for you guys, but the longer the lease you have, the, the, the more stability your practice has, because you really just never know if you get disabled or you got to move or something crazy happens. How, I, I'm on the acquisition side just as much I, as I am on the startup. How do you and you guys are, too. How do you sell a practice without a strong, long lease? You don't.
1: Because, well, by the way. Bank, banks won't even let you know this Mike as a banker put on your banker hat man banks won't even banks head won't head. even sell banks won't even <laughs> he does not' banks have won't even head. lend the money man if you don't have a 10-year lease you remember You're, that I'll, I'll put the banker hat on it uh, yeah. absolutely absolutely
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah you you, you got to have 10 years but I, I'm talking about even longer securing that lease for a long period of time so that potentially you can hand that practice off to someone else. It's When we negotiate
2: these these leases, we're not just talking about today. We're talking about five years, 10 years, 15, 20, sometimes 25 years down the line, right? So we're negotiating a 10-year initial term, but we're also negotiating what's called options, right? Options are good for the tenant, bad for the landlord. But we have the right to the space. You're going to make this huge investment both economically and uh, the goodwill of your practice. You have to protect that investment. You can't have the landlord have any leverage to get you out of that space. So we negotiate uh, the options up front. And not only do we negotiate them up front, but we negotiate definitive rates, right? So sometimes what I'll see is uh, a lease that maybe I'm doing a renewal on. Somebody signed a 10-year lease and you know, they have an option, but it's at market value. Well, what the hell's market value and who's going to dictate that 10 years from now? It could be $20, $30 a square foot more than it was when you signed your lease. But what we do is we, mark, we negotiate something definitive through what's called escalations. I can get yeah. into all that, but at the end of the day, the way I like to structure these leases is that if I sit here and do the math, I could tell you what your rent is going to be in year 17 and you have the right to the space. And not only do you have the right to the space, but I'm also going to negotiate that you have the right to assign that lease so that in the event you are sick of the cold and want to move to California or you have an opportunity to sell your practice, now you have the right to assign that to the new doctor. I've seen acquisitions blow up because they don't have this language in their leases. So we're structuring not only an enter strategy, but also an exit strategy, whether it's in five years or 25 years.
1: Well, it it even goes beyond this. I mean, here's the reality behind this, Joe, because you actually are working on a 15-year, 30-year note from a bank. So people look at the purchase of this space as, oh my gosh, how am I going to afford it? You know, this $600 million building. Well, you're able to spread those payments out over a long period of time. In addition to that, so you're actually building equity. You're your own landlord. Meaning your rent base can be whatever the heck you want it to be. And then obviously in the end, you actually have an asset to sell. And hopefully right. at the end of that asset, you could actually sell it with the
3: practice and then have a you know a little parachute at the end. Right. You might you you could create an income stream for your retirement if you own your building and you're sold to a group if the leases is- Properly structured, it can be a great investment tool. So yeah. all these things that we talk about today, they're so situational, and you know, we give advice differently depending upon where you're at in your stage of your career and your propensity for debt. You know, you're going to look at debt a lot differently as your as your uh, as your career matures. And there's just a, there's a lot of different aspects of it, depending upon let where me, you are. So
0: let me let me echo that because I literally just got off the phone with the seller. I was negotiating the buyer's deal, and I literally just got off the phone with the seller, and they accepted our deal. And I lowballed the practice so bad for the seller because she wasn't willing to reopen for COVID. Timestamp: COVID's happening right now, right? But she sold the practice for $50,000 is how low I got her practice. The point that I'm making is she's in Cupertino, California. She, we, We're buying the building for $1.2 million. Right. So she, she kind of got her payday because she leveraged the risk by owning her building. Although her practice took a nosedive. Yeah. She's like, that's okay. I got 1.2 coming to me, baby. So that's a lot. That's a live exa- example. Right. So yeah, let, let, me, let, me about, let me ask you about, no. let me ask you
1: about debt, guys, because you're dealing with a lot of young guys too, right? Guys and gals that are coming out of school and, you know, in, in some Midwestern, what is it? 80 grand a year, right? 80, 80 G's a year is yeah. what they're, they're paying. So, you know, they're coming out three twenty. That's if they don't have any debt from before or living expenses, right? So, you know, you were talking about being a psychologist or in some terms of, you know, helping these guys through from a mindset standpoint. You know, what is is that conversation like, especially when it comes to not only, you know, you have your monthly student loan debt, but now you have this lease. Are you guys going to be able to get through this piece? And how are you Making sure that they're make you know making the right moves with equipment, with marketing, blah 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 blah.
3: it's very counterintuitive. They have all this debt, and now you have to go into a good space. You have to take on more debt in order to get a good space. It's sometimes hard. It's sometimes it's hard for them to comprehend. But the alternative is not opening up your own practice, working for somebody, and never getting out of the debt. You're going to have to go into more debt. In order to uh, have that higher uh, that higher net profit than you would being an associate, it's the only way out. But it, and the hard thing is, it's counterintuitive. You have to spend a lot of money uh, on uh, your your practice build out and your rental rate in order to get compensated for it, and you'll be able to pay down your student debt a lot quicker. I can see the
0: passion on that side, and it, and it and it's awesome to be a part of of this program with you guys. Um, I want to re- remind our listeners, everybody has access to these two. They will have access to you on Facebook. They'll be able to go on, answer questions. If you're from Chicago or anywhere in that area, any any area that Rossi Associates is in, please outbound, ask them questions, subscribe, be a follower, be, get a part of this movement. But uh, I just want to say thank you both. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate the opportunity to chat with you guys on this.
3: Are we done?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, this party continues. I might hit end on record, but we this party could keep going. You know, even if you're not in Chicago, these guys are a resource for yeah, you. My God, use them. them. Use them.
1: Yeah, we, yeah, we, I mean, we can that's... help
3: anybody regardless of where their geographic is.
1: And I mean, from from my standpoint, guys, you guys know you're some of my favorite people, um, and 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 yeah, I feel it, my man. Um, in fact, you know, one of the times that Joe, you and I got to break bread at Club Lago over there on Superior oh, in Orleans, you know, in comes my uncle and his entire family. Next thing
3: we know, I don't even know. Maybe my uncle even ate off your plate. I'm not even sure. But- yeah, I was just uh, I was just at a family dinner with 20 people, the first time. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. <laughs> but you know, I mean that that's what it's about. That's what Chicago's about. I mean, that's the, the city of Chicago is is one of the best cities in in all the world in my mind. Um, and you guys represent it in such a fashion with professionalism, but also you embody exactly what Chicago is, which is just, you know, the love of the city, the knowledge of the city, and then Giving people, you know, the power behind the, your knowledge, and, and and you do it better than probably any of the real estate people out there in my mind. So, kudos to you. I'm I'm lucky to have you guys as friends, um, and your your team, Jerry West, etc. I mean, some of the best individuals out there. Hey guys, thanks again for logging in, being a part of
0: this. Uh, you know, we're super excited about this program. Remember, you can always follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram you name it. We're on all the podcast channels. Please subscribe. Be a part of our Facebook group as well, where uh, we'll be able to bring all of these episodes, the participants and all of our partners to that private group where John and I will be doing some uh, free consulting and you'll have access to all of these partners. Uh, Log in, be a part of it, ask questions. It's meant to be interactive. So thanks again for tuning in and uh, we'll see you next episode.